And now the conclusion of episode one of the Dice of Thunder podcast. Everybody, welcome to part two of episode one of the Dice of Thunder podcast. Uh Yeah, that was an exciting first episode, I think, because I wrote most of it. (laughs) (laughs) I would second that. I think it is a terribly exciting episode. A little little, uh, behind the curtain, there's an entire book that's just about Absalom. It's it's Ah. called Absalom. (laughs) Wait, I'm sorry. That's pretty original. (laughs) Pathfinder 2nd Edition, Absalom. There it is. It's not quite as big as the Chungus, the core rulebook. City of Lost Gems. City of Lost Omens. Omens. Yeah. The Lost Omens. I know. Last at last episode when I was reading the the Help Wanted poster, I was like, I can't see it. It's so far away. Age. That's awful. I'm so sorry. I should have made it a much larger font. No, I could have like just zoomed in or something. Nope. Nope, not at all. <laughs> nope, no excuses. <laughs> Sorry. You're blind. Accept it. Oh, uh, Blindness is the condition where... Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's there's volumes of knowledge that come with this game, and I love tapping into them. Mm. The more you read it, the more exciting it is. Like, that that nonsense I was telling you about the Nagas, like, just walking down yeah. the street, that's a little, like, sidebar note about how just weird Absalom is. Everywhere mm. else in the whole world, it's not acceptable to see monstrous creatures just shopping for jewelry yeah. but hmm. that's that's in absalom it's commonplace in fact the people who live there pride themselves on the fact that they have a wide variety of you know just a menagerie of all the different creatures in, in hmm. the world and it seems like there's like this uh universally accepted like when you're here you in general behave yourself kind yeah. of thing so there hmm. isn't like all these extra warring things happening all the i mean the city's got to live the city's got to move you right. know yeah cool. and, and it has it the whole city is kind of tied to the star stone cathedral which is right in the center like deep heart of the city and if you look up at the map there's the ascendant court there and it's the big black spot right in the middle mm-hmm. yep that is a that is the temple of the stars you if you go th- into that temple and touch the star stone that's in there, you ascend to godhood. Hey. Which has been done three times. And we left there. Why? Just kidding. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't think it's a good test for a level one adventurer. But now he runs in. But you touch. are dual classed. <laughs> Dink, and then I run away. Yeah. So for the for the Pathfinder faithful out there, for the for the Thunder Buddies out there. Thunder buddies. Yeah, boy. Um we are dual classing yes, we our are. characters, which I we briefly mentioned. And what what dual classing means is that each character here has two classes. Oh, it's pretty simple, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> the way that they've they've balanced that at Paizo is they give you the kind of the best of both worlds as far as saves and and hit points go. But um, you can't really do multiple things at the same time because of how the action economy works. So what it does is allows for less downtime where you have more abilities that you can use outside of combat. If you split your characters up, which, which everybody here has done really well. So I'm really proud of you guys. We had great direction from our GM. No, stop. (laughs) Okay. Keep going. (laughs) So what did you guys like about that first episode? We got to kind of get our feet wet. Uh, my, I was sorry. I totally just jumped in. Someone else go. (laughs) I uh, was so pumped to listen to everyone introduce their characters because um, it, it just made all this so real. You know, yeah. all the prep that we've done for however long we've been doing it. And now to find one week here. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it was just last. We last threw week. this, this is whole it. thing this is together it. in a week. It, yeah, uh, <laughs> I definitely built my character in a week. No, I did not. It's like longer than that. Uh, for real, though, we've put a lot of work into this. Scott, especially. 
Thank you. Uh, yeah. Good time to thank you for putting all this together. Yeah, well, it's my oh, pleasure. Yeah. I mean, it's it's you know, playing this game is so much fun. Like as much work as you want to do, it, you're just gonna ha- every bit that you put into it, you get back ten times in the amount of like fun and, and creativity. And we have uh, an awesome environment where everybody can come in and create, and and that's what the game's about. So you know, if you're on the fence about playing. A, a game and you're listening um i think you should oh yeah and mm. and there's a lot of places to do it you can you can go play a pathfinder society game r- online right now you know they're hosted all over the place you can hire gms now mm. i mean this this uh, industry of tabletop role-playing games really taken off so uh i'm just happy to be part of it really it's it's a lot of fun so yeah i i like the uh the story i like where the story is going right yeah. now yeah mm-hmm. It was pretty awesome having Darnayru and Luton be saved by the other two PCs <laughs> yes, that, that are cool. joining us, and just the 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 explanation of what we were seeing was was pretty gripping and dreamy, mm. and it was awesome. Well done, gentlemen. And, oh, and Luton, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm saying oh, okay, me yeah, and Luton are already there. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. two gentlemen saved who us. saved us. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone just has a really cool character. I'm excited to see what happens yes. later. Totally. Same. Well, it's later, so let's see what happens. Yeah? <laughs> yep. Okay, so when we last left our adventurers, they were on the run! Ah! It was crazy. <laughs> it was uh, a little chaotic. Angelique Loveless chaotic. busted in and <laughs> st- reached for the sky. You know, she was like ready to <laughs> fight you guys and then got waylaid by um, two unknown individuals with their firearms <clears throat> and ranged weaponry and then yeah. a uh, caravan leader who was... You know, I love that he just out for went blood. for it. <laughs> He's just mowing people he down. Just, just run them over. So um, as you're running through the, the town, getting away, maybe one of you throws a look back over your shoulder and you see not a good sight. Uh-oh. The, the caravan's been massacred. Ooh. Oh, gosh. Even the caravan leader, no. as you look back, I know. He creates a distraction for you. You run into the city, but uh, Angelique Loveless has him on his knees in front of her, and she just executes him. Whoa! Yeah. And you see her, as this happens, she turns and looks and points right at both of you as you're running into the city. Oh, man. She like so. slides her finger across her yeah. throat. <laughs> finger across the throat means death. So we really don't want to get caught. Yeah. Oh, well, they, okay. She's, she's coming for you. We need to go. We need to go. Yeah. yeah. So you go. Uh, so you're running into town. It's a shame that you don't get a chance to really explore because Alkenstar is a place like no other. Imagine the wild, wild west meets your nerdiest steampunk fantasy. Sweet. And that is what you get. It's dirty, dusty. But there's also smog in the air and smoke, which sort of seems to be billowing from everywhere. There are uh, the sounds of the street are um, really like, well, this is where we go. So it's got chase music going on. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I thought we were How about you chased. put a pause on that? <laughs> <laughs> we were being chased. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, it's good. I liked it. <laughs> Um, but the the city itself has just it's just kind of got constant industrial noise. You hear motors churning and and steam pumps. Hmm. You know, every building seems to have its own sort of power supply. Then a little engine attached to the side of it that you can see from the street. That completely dangerous. And if you walked up to it and got your cloak stuck in it. You know, no capes. You would so, they, so they don't have a good union, workers' union, then. Oh, I, uh, they might. <laughs> I, I don't. I need to read more. <laughs> Obviously Chapter, not. If these dangers are right there on the street. Chapter I'm just 17. saying. <laughs> yeah. In the Absalom Chungus. Yeah. Right. <laughs> There's an Alkenstar Chungus too. Uh, guns and gears. There. Yeah, uh, that one. There you go. <laughs> it's only like a couple pages about Alkenstar in here, but still worth it. Worth the read. So you're traveling through the streets of Alkenstar, and if you look on a roll 20, there's a map, which I realize now does not have any labels on it. Um, it's also undiscovered, so we don't see anything. Oh my goodness gracious. How is that possible? We Sounds don't have really industrial. There we go. We got it. Okay. Is that better? 
much better. Yeah, there you go. So you're uh, you come in through these gates here. I'm pinging on this on the south. That's actually the south side. Oh, I see. Okay. Right. But you guys came in from the east, so you came in over here. So there's this huge wall that surrounds this entire city. Yes. And we're going through one of the choke points through these gates. We just ran through. We just ran through these okay. gates. Yeah. So it's a beautiful, large, walled city with a large river sort of going through the middle of it, connecting, uh, dis- separating the two sides of, of the That's right. Yeah. Yep. Large river ro- running right through it. And I had the name of the river written down, but I think I deleted it. Well, I'll look it up. Um, anyway, the Ustradi River is the name of the Ustradi river. Ustradi. River. And Sounds you'll, delicious. you'll notice... Um, <laughs> roasted. <laughs> Boom roasted. Near the, near the northern part of the river... There's a massive waterfall. Mm, right? I see that. Yeah. Ooh. So, so you guys came in the east side of Alkenstar. There is, like uh, Duval mentioned, a huge wall with parapets and crenellated towers that surrounds the entire city. That's and that engineer talk. Crenellations. <laughs> 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 uh, the capital district is the district is the gate that you came through. And what you know um, about the Bullet and Barrel Saloon, it is located all the way um, in the mm. in the south in the Smokeside District. Okay. So I'm pinging the map in, in Roll20, but you'll need to continue west and go across the, a, a large bridge here. We have to get across that river. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and one thing that you notice about the Capital District, if you zoom in, is it's kind of sparsely populated with buildings. Not a lot of places to hide. So you guys are on the run. This is the sky side area of um, Alkenstar. And as you continue west, as you're running away from Angelique Lovelace and the Shield Marshals, um, you, you pass through. This is beautiful, this whole area of Alkenstar. Um, there is a massive castle right in the in the south uh, western corner of the capital district and that's what you assume is the you know the capital area but another thing that's interesting about it is that it it resembles more of like a factory than a capital hmm. and mm. and seated atop of it is that massive uh, bombard cannon mm. the okay. great maw of rovagug this thing um, it's hard to picture it in your mind, but the the gun itself is similarly sized to, to like a building laying on its side. So, Sweet. Or like a cruise ship. Yeah. Like that's how big this thing is. And this is the gun that uh, uh, Janir was talking about. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's pointed to the west. It's pointed to the west, which if we're looking at the map means it's pointed down because mm-hmm. uh, for some reason they gave us a map that north is to the left but um, <laughs> there it is um, it, and it's not it's also not drawn on the map so I can cannon there. got it so <laughs> it's it's on the top of the castle yeah, yeah. who lives in this castle um, it, you don't know yet okay but that's a good question to I ask. got all the good yeah. questions you can assume that it's the leadership of the city but we don't even know who that is so so you keep heading west. You go across this bridge, and you notice the bridge goes downhill, and uh, it gets into a lower district as you get through there, and you cross oh. into the smoke side. Well, one second, area. real quick. Are yeah. it, are you saying that this is where Luton and da- uh, Darnayru are running at the moment, or are you just explaining what it looks like? No, you're running through that the area at the uh, northeast. Of so we're just we're just booking it through yeah. to get across because there's nowhere to hide in here. Right. Okay. Perfect. So we okay, also, I'm you know that the Bullet and Barrel Saloon is in the Smokeside District, which is the western district of. So we're just trying to get across that river as fast as we can. Yeah, love it. Okay. So once you cross that bridge um, and you get into Smokeside, the chase kind of chills out, and okay. you, you notice you get about a, a block or so in, and you're no longer being followed. Beautiful. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> It's it you know and it's getting into the afternoon, so you have um, you have a couple hours before the play starts. Okay, I think that. Uh, and next time we play, I'll have actual. I forgot to put the names and locations on the map. They're all in my book. Mm, the sweet book. Yeah, it's a book. So uh, since we do have a couple hours, um, Darnayru would like to just 
always always keep his looking over his shoulder to make sure that we're really not being followed. But uh, try to see if we can't see if we run into these uh, unknown people who saved us. If we can find them before we get to this bullet and barrel saloon. Yeah, well, let's uh, let, go ahead and search for them. I would love to search for them. So you can do a uh, recall knowledge check. So what uh, Darnayru is doing is he's going to roll a d20 again, and he's going to use the recall knowledge ability to see if he can get some information. Is there any... Uh, what modifier do I use for my roll? Uh, let's say society. So, society, okay. So Darnayru also is trained in society, so he knows how to kind of behave. And don't you have a lore skill that may help? Do you have I, a lore? I have underworld lore. Uh, well, I'll let you choose which one of those you want to roll. They're both the same. Okay. So I rolled a 16. All right, so uh, which one did you choose to roll on, Society uh, or Underworld Lore? You know what? Since Luton's here with me, um, I'll roll Underworld Lore if you want to roll Society. Sure. Okay. Maybe so, help each other. Underworld Lore, what you notice is that the Smokeside District is a lot less governed from a policing standpoint. And so, Just the way I like yeah, it. Yeah, what your underworld lore would tell you is that it's probably pretty easy to find a fence and a place to hide in the smoke side. Awesome. Also, smoke side is very clearly poor as compared to the sky side half of the city. And they're, these two districts are separated by the river that runs directly through the middle of, of the city. Okay. So, um, it, Without knowing more about the town, though, it's hard to figure where these guys might have hit because they seem to know where they're going and and you don't see any traces of them. It's not like they're leaving tracks. Uh, They also ran away. But um, it did appear like they were trying to help you. And um, yeah, you're kind of at a loss at the moment. So Darnayru would feel pretty comfortable in this environment. So uh, I'll, I'll definitely help encourage Luton and Kyle L to yeah. where to hide while we're kind of getting uh, getting situated. Did you um, want to roll for society? Yeah, let me roll for society. A three on the die and five. So an eight total. An eight total? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, you're not familiar yet <laughs> with uh, Alkenstar. It's, it's hard to tell where these two may be hiding uh, other than, you know, th- you do have one lead, which is to go to the Bullet and Barrel Saloon. I'm not yeah, that's forcing the only you place to go there to go, or anything. Yeah. Uh, is there anything? We still we still have a couple hours. Is there anything you wanted to check out before, Luton? Is uh, there... I think, should we still stay on task with our gathering information? Or well, that's not a bad idea. Gather that... some information first. Because we have a little time. I mean, we've that. been attacked and we don't know why, but... Right. Maybe we can look around and just see. Who would you like to talk to? We can. I'm not sure. That's a great question. Why don't we talk to? There's things just happening. Well, uh, can well, we you just... have some? You have some options. You can you can go to the saloon early. You can um, check out some of the shops. You know, there's a. That's, uh, I want to go to like a shop uh, or a tavern because that's where people talk. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, the, the the only tavern in the area is the Bullet and Barrel Saloon. Uh, if okay. you don't want to go there early, which you know it's totally up to you. Maybe we can uh, try a shop you, then. Yeah, there's a merchant district that you can visit in the um, Ferris Ferris Quarter. Yeah, let's. I, that's what I think. Uh, Darnay Rue thinks we should lead to or head to the. All right, so you head to the, the south district. end of the of the um, of the Smokeside area, and you notice that in the center. Of the Smokeside District is a large, polluted, like disgusting lake. Yum. Um, definitely, it's like Capital Lake <laughs> <laughs> in Olympia. Yeah, you don't want to go there. I don't dare you swim to swim in the water. In there. Yeah, yeah, don't swim in the water. Even where when you when you see like ducks and they're all on the land, and there's a lake right there, yeah. and they're like, not, <laughs> the ducks aren't even getting in the water. That's what this lake looks like. Um, does have a beautiful running path around it though. Sweet. Uh, oh. Yeah. Why not? Um, there are several, you know, factories that line the lake that are pulling water directly out of it to fuel whatever's going on in the inside. And you make your way through to the Ferris Quarter, and you see some shops and, and other things set up. So the things that you see, you see a lot of ammunition sellers, people selling different types of bullets, 
you'll see people who are selling potions. Um, also, the town is patrolled by clockwork uh, sentries. So you'll see a few of them stomping by. And they make this kind of funky noise as they As they walk by, Darnayrul will turn his head away so the hood covers his face. Okay. Never they don't, his face. they don't appear to take any notice, but also at the same time, they have a mechanical eye, so you don't know what they mm. are seeing because it's not moving. But it's all, you know. Imagine like a fantasy clockwork camera. That's what their face looks like. Sweet. And the sentries are completely automated? It's completely automated. Yeah. And they're like eight feet tall. Oh, gosh. Oh, they're enormous. And they're all made of brass. What are those? What are those uh, guardians in the Dunmer uh, ruins called? Uh, what are <laughs> oh, they? The called? dwarven, uh, the dwarven shield guardians, or yeah. whatever they are. Oh, oh centurions. 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 Yeah, yeah. The dwarven centurions. Yeah. No, those are the sphere ones. I'm talking about the big mammogram. No, those are the centurions. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's what they look like. That's awesome. Only, okay. Only cool. less like um, stylized, and you know they're much more like ramshackled together. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I like that. Okay. Steampunky. Yeah, Steam they're they're punky. they're powered by giant engines on their back. Cool. So mm. cool. Okay. Um, um so we're going to ask some questions. Sure. Of yeah, you can go up to any of the merchants and, and um so Darnayru would like to just kinda like sheepishly start asking about like acting like, like he's interested in buying stuff. But okay. but getting towards a point of, of asking um the shopkeep uh I'm looking for some weapons that might carry a little more or pack a little more punch. Maybe a little more unique. So the shopkeeper that you're speaking to is a, a human man. Okay. Uh, and he's he looks you up and down. No cats. Yeah. <laughs> no cats allowed. No pets yeah. allowed. We're not we're not gonna start with you know blatant racism <laughs> against cat folk. Uh, we'll we'll soft lead into that later. Okay, okay. No, it's but <laughs> But he does look you up up and down. And he says, "Hey there, fella. You said powerful weapons. Well, uh, you've come to the right place. I've got quite a wide selection. A lot better than the other shops here in town. I suppose we've come to the right place then. Now, are you are you thinking that you're looking for something that uh, leaves your foes crippled, or are you hoping to turn them into?" Shiny red mist. <laughs> <laughs> That's epic. Oh, man. Shiny red mist. <laughs> Definitely uh, more on the side of complete and utter destruction. But I want something unheard of by anyone. Something brand new. Well, uh, my friend, you're an Alkenstar. I can tell by the look of you that maybe you're not from around here. But uh, destruction is what we do. <laughs> <laughs> And so he uh, he slides open a drawer, and inside this drawer are a wide variety of, of handguns. Is there anything that uh, catches your fancy, he says. Catches my fancy. I can't even use guns, I don't think, can I? I think you, anybody can pick up a gun and pull the trigger, great. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, this is my attempt in like, getting him to talk about some of the rumors, if you've heard any like, new, but I'm not I'm obviously going to have to ask him a question. Yeah. Ah. So, <laughs> so Darnayru will say, I was thinking about something a little bigger that doesn't quite fit in the drawer. Oh, oh my friend. And he kind of looks to the left and looks to the right, and he says, wait a minute. Are you working for them shield marshals? <laughs> Nothing could be further from the truth for that. Mm-hmm. No. So roll a diplomacy check. Rolling a diplomacy check. Oh, man. I rolled a four on the die, plus five, I got a nine. That's bad. He kind of squints at you, and, and he says, Huh. What you see is what you get, friend. Sweet. But I, think, I, rather I reckon these will do the job you're looking to do. Hmm. Luton, anything you want to pitch in here on asking? Maybe he'll he listen to you. He kind of double takes when he looks at Luton. Who probably can't even pick up one of these guns. <laughs> <laughs> Not without uh, magic. <laughs> right. Luton looks at the man and says, Sir, we're looking for information on anything strange you may have seen. Any unsavory characters that have come in, <laughs> come around here lately. Well, right now, I'm looking at the two strangest <laughs> characters I've seen in a, in a while. 
I, I reckon uh, y'all aren't from here. Uh, anyone maybe could have guessed that, but uh, boy, I sure ain't ever seen anything like you, miss. Pardon, I don't mean no offense, but we don't get many... Are you some kind of fairy? <laughs> uh, yes, sir. We don't mean uh, any harm. Oh, no, no. I, I, and I don't mean any offense or pardon, but uh, we just don't get many fae in these parts. I've only heard tell myself. I've never, never seen one. But you're, you're my first. <laughs> Wait, that. And he's love stricken. Yeah, he starts blushing. <laughs> Do I sense a budding romance? Why don't you roll a diplomacy <laughs> check? Okay. Uh, t- 12 on the die. Okay. And what's your modifiers? Plus 6. Okay, so 18. This shopkeeper says, Well, uh, are you with this here cat feller? Yes. Oh. This is my friend. <laughs> so, hi. Uh, <laughs> I am assuming you all are trying to solve some sort of mysterious puzzle, and I'm afraid. I'm not going to be able to be much help. And I want to. Believe me, I, I would help you do anything. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and he got creepy. Literally. Oh. Time to go. My bad. <laughs> it's, I'm on a timer, you guys. I have about two minutes, three minutes tops before all my NPCs are going to get totally weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're oh. it up. <laughs> well, Darnayru says, thank you very much for your help. Uh, have a good day. You know, I, I, if I can recommend something, you say you're not with the shield marshals. I believe her. I'm not sure about you yet, but <laughs> if she vouches for you, you you should go talk to Phoebe Dunsmith. She runs the Bullet and Barrel Saloon. Phoebe Dunsmith. Thank okay. you. Thank you, sir. But you don't tell her where you heard that information, okay? Got it. And he gives you a little wink. Duly noted. I nod and step out quietly. Have and fun you guys visiting flirt. Sunny Alkenstar. <laughs> well, that was creepy. <laughs> Okay, uh, he started out so good. It sounded out so great. Um, I, I don't think we need to go anywhere else but this saloon. I think we should head to the saloon. Which is fine yeah. if you guys want to lay low, bide your time, and wait for dusk, which is when the play is supposed to, you know, kind of be wrapping up. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if I want to be like noticed, so I kind of want to like hang out and just kind of slip in when it's getting close to time, but just kind of just be. Well, why don't you roll a stealth check? Let's and stealth we'll, check. we'll have you get us give us some stealth. So it's Let's another see. one of the skills that. Uh, Darnayru has tied directly to his dexterity. So I have a nice plus seven to my stealth, but I rolled a nine, so I got a 16. 16, okay, well that's good enough to hide from locals. And and what you do notice is at some point, a couple shield marshals walking in pairs, and they're really easy to spot. A shield marshal is dressed in all black, they got a long black trench coat, and they're all carrying long rifles. Mm. A lot of them have a badge on their chest that is very noticeable. And they are the you know, local law enforcement, you uh, you know, uh, that consists of actual people um, that are supplemented by those clockwork guards wandering through the town. So uh, they're easy to spot, easy to hide from, especially in the smoke side where there's a lot of buildings and a lot of hustle and bustle and, and people moving about. Do we only see them walking in the town or do we see them going into the saloon? Uh, no, they're just sort of patrolling. Okay. You can tell they're looking for something, though. Sure. Okay. They are searching. Probably for you. Surgeon for us. So I feel like we Smugglers. can track where they're patrolling and avoid yeah. that area. Yeah, I'll, that's what uh, will allow that Bef- before, stealth check. Bef- before bullets start flying, I wanted to ask what was being smuggled. And so I don't know if there's anybody we can ask about that while well, we're just kind of chilling. From, I mean, you spent a week, 10 days, really, with this caravan, and yeah. they weren't smuggling anything. Hmm. False okay. charges. Mmm, blaming. I've been wrongfully accused. <laughs> <laughs> What's that for? It's the uh, uh, Leslie Nielsen movie. I think it's just called Wrongfully Accused. Oh, no. <laughs> time to, no, I know what I'm watching after you guys leave. Exactly. <laughs> so, time passes, um, night falls. You guys, don't, you avoid trouble. Yep. And uh, you head on over to the Bullet and Barrel Saloon, yeah? That's where we're at. See what's happening on the inside. Okay. So as you are uh, heading into the Bullet and Barrel Saloon, and Jordan is searching for the Bullet and Barrel Saloon soundtrack. I already got it. Nailed it. Dope. Um, you, uh, Someone pouring a soda. <laughs> that's definitely that a soda. Can you, that is not beer. Can you delete that? Yes, I can. <laughs> 
my god because you know what it sounded like it sounded like someone was taking a piss yeah, 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 right in the middle which I mean, this is the barrel bullet. So. Is that a is is that a is that a bad word? <laughs> yeah, Someone is urinating. I don't want to hear it from Jackson when I go to your house and yeah. he's like, "You said piss on the podcast." I'm like, "You listen, oh homie, subscribe." Uh, yep. <laughs> Tell your friends. Yeah. As you walk into the saloon, there appears to be some sort of a performance that's wrapping up, and you see a dwarf woman standing on top of a bar. <laughs> And I will coyote uh, ugly style. No, she's uh, <laughs> just checking. I'll just I'll show you what she looks like. She's a dark skinned dwarf woman, um, and she's uh, standing on top of the bar, dancing a jig, and she's got a pitcher of beer in her hand and a shotgun in the other. That yes. beer is I roughly like the same size as she. Is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The saloon is erupting in in applause, and and there's a uh, some actors clearing out on a stage, and a bunch of other things that. Oh, hey. <laughs> there it is. And uh, and she says, I thank you for attending. Whiskey has only two silver for the next hour. And that includes the top shelf stuff. Hey, come back next week for the conclusion of the hearts at high noon and our after party. Enjoy yourselves. Hey. Yay. Uh, rhubarb, rhubarb. Huzzah. Yeah, there. Thank you, Jordan. <laughs> God, you're always like five seconds late. <laughs> I think he just likes watching me stumble and turn <laughs> it's red. It's great. It's great. <laughs> All right. So uh, as she's getting down off the bar, she looks you, Darnayru, and Luton right oh. in the eyes and and smiles and motions you over to a, a corner table. And seated at the corner table, you see Balnor and Kairos wow. hanging out. So uh, I'm assuming you guys go over and join them. Yes. So they, uh, just see, they just see two figures. They that, just see two yeah. figures. Dar Nairu approaches the table and looks to the side and notices two piercing green eyes. Oh. And, and says, ah, I remember you. I believe we owe you a big debt of gratitude. So this Thank figure you. that you saw save your life stands up and turns around. And what you notice is that these two green eyes are peering through a mask. Sweet. So Balnor removes the mask and all you see is a, a large diamond-shaped single eye going bright green and a robotic face. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so he can't, he can't show any expression. Underneath, uh, underneath the dark cloak that he's wearing, you see several large, some small pieces of armor that are scrapped and grafted over his body. So Balnor, like I mentioned in episode one, is an automaton. So they're not like the uh, giant sentries that you saw walking outside, walking outside that are powered by steam. Uh, you just see a giant sentient robot that is standing in front of you that is powered by you don't know what. The only parts of him that are exposed uh, underneath the grafted uh, armor pieces are just his, his hands and feet because, I mean, he's a robot. He can't wear shoes. <laughs> you know what, Jordan? Yeah. If you want him to wear shoes, he can wear robot shoes. Yeah, this <laughs> no, is okay. a fantasy world. Okay, it's okay. Whatever. No, wear shoes. If you want me to craft some robot shoes out of yeah. my imagination, <laughs> I he, will. I will do that for you. He, he wears nineteen ninety two Reeboks pumps. <laughs> I, yes. I, I was going to say some like old school like ninety six Jordans, but I love that too. Yeah. That works. Uh, no, he's bright red, he's just... right with the logo. <laughs> I was more of a PF so player. If you're, you're listening and you're an artist and you Go don't it. send us that. <laughs> Go for it. I'm going to be sad forever. <laughs> Sorry. So Balnor, Balnor <laughs> after, you, after you take a moment to take in the uh, robot you've, you've just uh, uh, seen standing before you, he says, if you're, you're in the same position we are, we cannot let injustices like false accusations stand. We weren't about to let that criminal execute you. And he extends a hand <laughs> to shake. Uh, Darnayru reaches out and shakes uh, Balnor's hand. He extends a, a pinky to Luton. <laughs> Luton flits up and shakes his pinky. <laughs> my name is Balnor. I uh, was hired by my comrade, Kairos. And, and he, I, I, uh, I'll say... I assume this uh, gentleman is the other savior of us. Yeah, Kairos, Kairos is a bit like put off by this. He, you know, Shisk don't ne necessarily go around introducing themselves to new people. <laughs> so he acted because Balnor acted. Ah. Um, but 
typically would not have. And so he's a, he's a little uh, bothered by this situation. And so he turns and says, You have established your fellowship with my employee. So I shall be kind and say greetings to you. Greetings to thee. Luton says, Nice to meet you both. Thank you so much. So tell us more about this false accusations that we apparently are a part of. What do they accuse you of? Smuggling. We are simply here to complete a job and gain information on behalf of my employer, Kairos. So Darnay returns to Kairos and, or Kairos and says, uh, who is your employer? Um, Kairos looks up into the sky and says, What I come to do and where I come to go, you will not know. Secrets. <laughs> Keep your secrets then. Uh, He's friendlier once you get to know him. <laughs> Uh, well, we were here, sent here by the Pathfinder Society to gather information about a mysterious large weapon. Do you guys know anything about that, since you are the local terrorists? <laughs> we have heard rumors of a large weapon, but have yet to see it with our own eye. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> and how long have you been here searching? So Kairos looks over and says, Two weeks. And in that time, we have caused much trouble because of the injustices here. It seems this place is full of injustices, but we still have a job to do. So right about that time, uh, Phoebe Dunsmith is sort done carrying smithing. on. Yeah, with, she's done uh, smithing. She's done bar backing, <laughs> I guess. And, uh, <laughs> and comes over a- to the table. And she says, oh, oh, so great that all of you were able to come together. So I, I take it that you two are from the Pathfinder Society, right? And Balnor quickly puts his mask back on. Mm. Okay. Uh, that we are. Oh, that's just great. So uh, I see you've all met Angelique Loveless because the, the chatter around the city is that the shield marshals are looking for the four of you. Hmm. But you need to know something about her. She doesn't operate on her own. There's another Paul in the strings, and his name is Ambrost Mugland. Have you heard the name? No? Okay. What can you tell us about him? Well, he's sort of a local criminal enterpriser and ne'er-do-well, in my opinion. So here's the game. Ambrost Mugland has a decent portion of his funds invested in an old bank called the Gold Tink Reserve. It's a rundown temple of Abadar in Ironside Quarter. That's on the far western side of the town. Eh? It's mostly used by ranchers and crooked politicians. I happen to know that they've sent half of the clockwork handlers off to be repaired for regular maintenance. They won't have them back until tomorrow afternoon. This is our chance to hit Mugland where it hurts. All you have to do is bust up the few remaining clockwork machines, bust into the vault, get the key from the bank manager, and loot the place. Fill the sack here with gold, and once you're done inside the bank, run out right out the back. Now, you should know, I mentioned it earlier, Moglin's got a few crooked shield marshals on his payroll, including that tandard blasted deputy Loveless. She and her goons are likely to be hot on your tail. But I warn you, do not engage them. They'll gun you down in a second if you give them the chance. I think maybe you've already seen it. So, hang on, that fella. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing sure to fry the deputy's egg like crooks she can't catch, trust me. Now, after you've cleaned out the bank, head out to the wheeling scrapyard. You can hide there. It's just west of the Gold Tank Reserve. There's a sewer entrance in there, and if you follow through the sewers, you pop out right out in the alley. Sound like a pretty straightforward plan? Now, <laughs> do you have any questions? <laughs> so Balnor, Let me read. I'm trying to read all of this exposition here. Balnor says... And you're interrupting me, Sonny. <laughs> Balnor says... Miss Dunsmith, as much as we have appreciated your 
welcoming demeanor to your fine establishment. I am not quite ready to agree to this job as I am under current employment. And he motions to Kairos. Yes, well, we've t- talked to your employer here, Kairos. And the also we, charming Kairos. We agreed. <laughs> what we agreed was that uh, he would do a favor for me, and then I would give him the information that he needs. So Kairos looks over at her and says, um, The deal we made was ours, but now it seems that we are all united. That's right. Um, this is a job for more than just a two of you, which is why I didn't offer it earlier. Now there's four, and I think you can get it done. And so he, he looks at the group and says, Forgive me for my ways earlier. I don't trust easy. Yep, Don Iru understands that. The, uh, so the whole idea of looting something obviously appeals to Darn Iru. Uh, and, but we also, I, also going through the back of his mind is like we have this job that we were sent here by the Pathfinder Society. So we're trying to find information about this big weapon. So yes. Darn Iru turns to the Phoebes because I'm calling her Phoebes for short. Yes. Nice. Um, she loves it. <laughs> uh, Phoebes. Uh, we've been sent to find out more information about that secret weapon. Do we think we might find information here at this uh, factory and in the scrapyard. I tell you what, I'll make you the same deal I made Kairos your new bestie. <laughs> Get this job done for me, and I'll tell you what I knew about the rumors circulating around town. It seems that we are at it, uh, not an impasse. Uh, it's definitely not an impasse. You are <laughs> passing. <laughs> it seems we have no other choice. <laughs> okay. Uh, what are we doing next, team? Well, I want to ask her some questions. Anybody want to ask some questions? Let's Fire ask questions. I'm, I'm here to help. So Kairos looks over and says, Are all the marshals on the payroll? No, that is a great question, Sonny. But no, is the answer. There are some that are in Ambrose Moglan's pockets, which are surprisingly deep for how short that fella is. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Dwarf jokes. Yeah. Well, he's a halfling. Even better. Uh, which, you know. <laughs> but uh, the truth is, there are many among the shield marshals that are good, good-natured. In fact, there's some that are hunting you right now mm. who think they're just doing the city a service. Darnayru says, is there anything you can tell us about how to best these clockwork giants? Yes, certainly. So normally there's around a dozen of them. The Balkak Model C-47s, but most of them are out on maintenance. I'm assuming that means that you'll get around half, so six-ish of these creatures, and, you know, they're the ones that aren't out for maintenance, so I don't even much expect you'll have a lot of resistance. It's the haunted scrapyard you might have to worry about. Haunted? haunted that's some a, a word you left out earlier. Uh, please tell more. What, does, what do you mean uh, well, by haunted? Well, look, that's a rumor that is haunted, okay? It's probably just the nail gobbers, though. They live in the heaps. If you need to resupply while you're there, you can probably trade with them. They're friendly enough, but uh, if they offer you anything to eat, I would d- definitely pass. <laughs> just, well, just hold your nose and swallow if you're the polite type. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So, uh, Kairos has one more question. He turns to Phoebe and says, Now that we have uh, agreed to be on this mission together, do you have anything to offer us on our way, on Ab- our journey? Absolutely. You're going to get to keep 10% of whatever it is you pull out of that bank. Uh, as far as supplies go, I, I don't have anything to get you going, but you shouldn't need much. How offensive would it be to uh, negotiate for 20%? I was literally thinking (laughs) the same thing. We're putting ourselves at risk. Yeah. So say that to her then. Well, I I don't think Balnor would say that. Well, definitely I would say that. So so Darnaru says, uh, it seems that we are taking most of the risk here. Uh, Could we possibly negotiate for a a larger cut? Well, hang on now, fella. You want to... You're already getting 40%. Is ten percent each. Maybe I wasn't clear and ah. apologize, but you're not funding this adventure. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, seems okay for me. But you can roll a. Uh, I'll allow you to roll a diplomacy Sweet. check. See if you can bump that. It's gonna fail it. <laughs> yeah, what's the DC? <laughs> Natural one. Come on, baby. No, I rolled an eleven plus a five, so sixteen. I think ten percent is fair. <laughs> <laughs> hey, GM, what was the DC on that? 
35. What'd you roll? In 16. It was 17. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> oh. Oh, man. What uh, if that was true, though? It's DC 15 plus it's plus 2 because it's hard. I don't know. I just made it. That up. would be yeah, great, yeah, though. Yeah, that makes fine, perfect sense. Um, ten. I, th- I didn't know. I thought. I thought it was ten percent total. I, but yeah, I thought for it was. Per person, oh, that's that was bad for not being clear on the details. <laughs> yeah. um, awesome. All right, I say we uh, start heading over to what I don't remember the name yeah. of the place. No, look, I'm looking here. Core rule book, page five hundred three. DCs by level. Level one, DC fifteen for a standard challenge. If it's hard, add plus two. That's oh, that's perfect. Then wow. nailed it. Look at that. That's GM right, Gil. I know all the rules of this whole game. <laughs> we're we're going to go to the gold. Good buddy link. Phil's shaking his head right now. Definitely <laughs> yeah. not. Sorry, good buddy Phil. We're going to go to the gold link. Gold bank. Gold tank. Reserve. Gold tank reserve bank. Gold link tank bank. In the, in the iron side quarter. <laughs> hey, do, Link. And do some, <laughs> what's up, Link? And then do some damage. Do some damage. Take right. some money and stuff. Yep. Let's head there. So remember the plan. Clean out the bank. And she hands you a bag. She does hand you one thing. You ask for stuff. She hands you a bag of holding type one. And what a bag of holding is, Gil, it appears to be a sack cloth decorated with panels of richly colored silk or stylish embroidery. A bag of holding opens into an extra dimensional space that's outside. Uh, wait, no. It's it, bigger on the inside. That's what I was trying yeah. to say. I was trying it's to like give, a, it's a TARDIS. It's like a TARDIS. It's a TARDIS. Yeah, it's, exactly. a TARDIS it's like Hermione Granger's bag. Yeah, it's exactly. Mar- it's Mary Poppins' it's Mary Poppins bag. Mar- okay, it's okay. let's be real. It's Mary, Mary Poppins' bag. <laughs> Mary Poppins did it first. You know what, Greg? Why didn't you stop me and just say it's a Mary Poppins bag? I wanted bag to make sure everyone got out their Instead thoughts of and I could correct them. nonsense out of the core rule book. <laughs> Nerdy nonsense. Nerdy nonsense. Nerdy nonsense. Yes. Anyway, this bag can carry a capacity. A bag of holding one can carry 25 bulk. Now, okay. Bulk oh, is nice. the unit of measurement of weight that they add to the Pathfinder game mechanics. And anything that, that basically is you hold in two hands starts out at one bulk. Heavier things can occupy more space or occupy more bulk. Mm-hmm. But that, that bulk is bas- the basic unit of measurement that means both size and weight. All right? And it's called bulk. It's just called bulk. Bulk. The incredible bulk. And this particular bag can hold 25. Yeah. Um, a normal character, just for example, can typically hold around 10. That's so, what mine is, yeah. So this bag, without weighing anything extra, can carry as much as two and a half people. Any other questions for Miss Phoebe Dunsmith? Questions. Uh, I, don't, I can't think of anything. I All think right. we need to go there. So yep. um, you got a little less than a day to pull this off before the rest of the... Uh, gold tank brokers. Wait, come back. I do from, have a question. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Where's the play? <laughs> you missed it. We yeah, missed it. You know, that was it. You know, oh, okay. I draw the line. <laughs> I want your. I want to really at, test your acting skills. Theater Inception. Okay, <laughs> we're already doing some theater. I'm not going to do theater inside the theater. Oh, isn't that a? Isn't there already a musical theater that's uh, uh, based on a production <laughs> where it's like the behind the scenes? Rent. Is rent? That's is that what rent's about? It's about a bunch of people putting on a play? I don't know. I don't think the so. Producers. Yeah, the producers. The producers. Is a, <laughs> There's a, the main one. That's a better one. Yeah. I, I, you missed your opportunity to just say cats right there. That oh. was it. Oh. No, it's gone. Oh. Don't try to get it back. Don't try to get it back. Okay, I'm going to remember that one for the future, though. The opportunity has passed. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I was making eye contact with you, honey, when he said that. <laughs> no, you're not. You were definitely not sorry. <laughs> And you're looking oh, at me like aggressive So our GM is putting on lip moisturizer while staring at so, the players, and yeah, it didn't make it, me uncomfortable. The intense stare. I'm sorry. This is where we are. No, I'm sorry that you put on lip balm while making eye contact. With if you're listening, <laughs> please help us. <laughs> Send help to our PO box. Okay, so you guys uh, got a heist to plan. A heist to plan. Yeah. Okay. What are we doing? How are we breaking into this joint? Uh, right through the front door. Well, <laughs> I like that. that's I like not that. usually my option, but is this a crowded bank? Uh, good question. So Phoebe, if you ask her that question, she says, "Well, it kind of depends on the time of day that you go in. So that in the daytime, it's likely that there will be some." Patrons, which are innocent, ne'er do wells. No, no, no. Oh. They're not. Oh. This is not a bank for nice 
people who pay their taxes. Got it. Okay. This is okay. Moglin's criminal bank. Okay? okay. Sweet. There may be some bank tellers and things that don't mean any harm, just trying to get by. But anybody who's there as a guest is not going to be a positive individual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Kairos is listening to this and asked the question. Um, is there another entrance other than the front door? I didn't much know. I know the front, obviously, uh, there's probably a bit. There's lots of alleys and other things throughout the Ironside district. So it's not without reason. You should definitely case it when you get yeah, there. Let's go yeah. case it. Yeah, Balor says we should take our time to inspect the building before entering through the front door. There may very well be a back entrance or perhaps something underground. Ooh. I like that. Okay. Sounds odd. So let's, uh, I say we go case this joint. We can case it during the day as much as we can be subtle, and I would love to sure. be one of those people. Now, tomorrow afternoon is when the, it's nighttime now. Oh, it's nighttime now? Yeah. Then we're going now. So okay. if you go and case it now, you have the cover of darkness, and you can enter at nighttime, but you're not really sure. There may be um, a different guard situation. So I think we should it, enter at nighttime. That's why you should case it. I definitely want to enter it at nighttime, but I was wondering if we could case it during the day, or should we just case it now and see what's up and maybe just go in? Let's case it now. I got low light and dark vision. You guys head out to the gold tank reserve, and if you go over to roll 20, uh, let me know. You should all see... I see us. Our new character sketches? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about that, huh? We're using roll 20, and on roll 20 is a virtual Ooh. tabletop or a VTT, and... W- what I've done with this is taken the maps that come with the campaign, loaded them into Roll20, so we're seeing the actual setting of the Gold Tank Reserve, and then our four characters plus one animal companion all have a token that they can move themselves around. Now, movement, Gale, in this universe is five feet at a time, so all of our characters have a speed that they can travel, and right now they are entering what's called exploration mode, which is a different game mode. Previously we were in downtime mode, now we're in exploration mode. Yes. The shift between modes, um, what that means is we're exploration mode, I was saying things like, okay, you guys wait out until night falls and a few hours pass at a time. Well, exploration mode is more focused than that. We'll only have a few minutes pass at a time when we move from one place to another. And during that movement, our characters here are going to be able to do searches. They're going to be able to hide from trouble. They're going to be able to investigate the area. And they're going to use those skills that we talked about earlier in order to give them more information about their environment. But it is a distinctively different game mode. And one of my favorite upgrades to from first edition to second edition is the like bringing of exploration mode into the game. Because it mm-hmm. never used to exist as its own mode with its own rules. And now you have the everything that you do has a, a, an arena that you can act in. So the best way to do this is to just say what your what your characters are feeling and what they want to do as they're walking around, and then all we got to do is just line it up with what's already been figured out for the rules of the game. I love it. So I'm definitely moving in, trying not to be seen or detected. So that would be avoid detection all right. in my exploration mode. I don't yeah. have my weapon drawn because this doesn't seem like a dangerous environment quite yet, and I don't yeah, want to cause alarm. You're out in alarm. the middle of a city street at the moment, and right. so you can kind of see the dirt. The street is 20 feet wide. It runs from east to west, um, as we're seeing, and there's a cart in the middle of the street, and then there's a, a boardwalk. Uh, this is literally like an old west town, and the, where the boardwalk is is like a like a sidewalk, and up from there is where the bank is. So the bank is south of you. North of you is just a bunch of you know, random shanty buildings and, and residences and, you know, perhaps some closed shops. It's the middle of the night. Um, and you guys are out here on this, uh, on this street. So, um, yeah, I, just to help paint the setting of, for, uh, everybody listening at home. I would, I would, Balnor would like or to on their commute, on their check <laughs> either, uh, like the back of the building for, uh, a more, secluded entrance okay. uh, something a little bit maybe like an employee only entrance or like a sewer grate we can enter from underground all right so i, I kind of in the same regard darn i will go around the other side of the building okay and not and like kind of pretend like we're not we're not there together kind of thing i don't want to give off any impression yeah. while i'm still avoiding detection all right so the first thing that you um you will see as you're um 
arrive at the gold tank reserve on the front entrance to the to the bank you see two of these clockwork um handlers out and i'll show you a, a larger photo of what they look like and hmm. uh Brittany, why don't you Whoa. describe what these clockwork handlers look like uh, we've got a bipedal robot type with a large spear a helmet with a spike on the top i'm not sure what's in the other it looks like a blunderbuss yeah okay a blunderbuss with, with a giant um uh bayonet bayonet, bayonet on it yeah so they look kind double of armed. If you played Gears of War, <laughs> it looks like one of those bayonets. Yeah. Pretty intimidating. Not, so not there's two of these guards flanking the main entrance to the south of you. Right now they're, you know, 60 feet away or whatever. Um, but they are just standing there, motionless, making no approach or notice of you, it seems. Hmm. And you wanted to go around back, right? Yeah. All right. So Balor right. says... Um, these handlers most likely have proximity sensors, so they might not see us yet, but tread carefully. Negative. Two. Four. Eight. Six. Tread carefully. Tread carefully. I don't know where to jump in. That was awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. So I, I moved Balnor into the back alley. Okay. Um, so if you scroll down to the bottom of the map there, um, you can see far southern end of the building when the building's a good you know 200 feet long by about i don't know 120 feet wide maybe a little bit longer um there's a a barbed wire uh, fence area that's uh 65 by 15 and there's a, a gate leading into that and then you also see a door as you uh move up a little further there is a door which appears to be a back entrance to this gold tank reserve. Okay. And if you continue to look around this area, you don't see any other... So I, I saw nothing of note going on the other side of the building because I went around the other way. Right. Yeah. If, if I can move... Uh, let me move. Hold on. I got to zoom out. So, uh, yeah. So I put, I put Darnayru down there just so you guys can kind of get a sense yeah. of what's down yeah. there. Now, if you decide to go in that back, we'll move everybody down there, but just scouting around... Also, um, I'll need Darnayru to roll a stealth check. I roll in the stealth check. Because he is trying to avoid <laughs> detection. Uh, roll a 17 on the die plus my stealth, which is a plus 7. So what is that, 24? Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> you feel very confident Heck that yeah. nobody's stealthy. Yeah. Sneaky, sneaky. Okay. So, so you know, you got two entrances. There's guards that are visible out here in the front. Uh, we And uh, Balnar saw no guards in the back? No guards in the back. So Darnay just rule. A, just a door. He'll turn to uh, Balnor and say, uh, "What is your thought? What is, what is the plan?" We did we did see a door back there. Yeah, there's yeah. a door back. There's there. a door to get in back there. And I have a I also have a little bit of um, of uh, magical exposition text if you don't mind. Mm. Please. <clears throat> so I'll read this off for you. At the bank entrance, the stench of manure accents the oh. aura. Yummy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I should have pre-read this. That got me out of nowhere. <laughs> the stench of manure accentuates the aura of shabbiness in this part of Alcastar. In accord with the rundown district, the gold tank reserve looms above like a starving behemoth. The bank was crafted from once gleaming stone, though dust and dirt now caked the domed glass roof. A pathway carved from a stone slab leads from the wooden boardwalk to stone steps and an elevated porch not unlike a small stage. Two small wings of the building flank the path, each with a weed-choked planter facing the street. Impressions of giant keys etched onto the walls on either side of the entryway lend the building an air of security and stability. And then I can read you the back alley description as well. So at the back end of the building, this dingy cobblestone alley displays only traces of the once affluent nature of this neighborhood. The smell of refuse permeates the air. A weed-strewn yard behind the bank is enclosed by a chicken wire fence with razor-sharp coils of wire woven through the top. A small footpath to the north leads to the bank's side door. A path to the south leads to a junkyard, while the alley continues east and west. That path to the south, you assume, is the path to the whaling scrapyard, which was the your haunted junkyard, which was your suggested allegedly method of <laughs> allegedly haunted. Yeah, the okay. suggested method of hiding from the shield marshals should the alarm get 
Yeah. Raised. So, so Bounder says, I believe our best point of entry would be the door on the southern side of the building. Negative two eight six four. We should be checking for traps as we go. Yeah, sounds like a great plan to me. Uh, so, do we all just head back there? Let's and do then, it. Uh, as we check for traps, I also am assuming I'm gonna have to pick a lock, and so I would love to roll to pick that lock. I bet you would. <laughs> yeah, I would. All right, everybody should be in the south end now. There we are. And the door is right there. I'm pinging it on the map right now. You are. Oh, yep. yeah. Oh, okay. So um, you you should now have full control of your characters, and you can put them in whatever order you want to get into the door. I'm assuming Darnayru. Yep, we'll be right next to the door. And so Darnayru approaches the door uh, to check for traps, and then check if it's locked, and then pick lock in that order. All right. So I'll need a thievery skill check in order to determine if there are any traps. Tracks. Trackipus. Eighteen. <laughs> uh, you do not detect any traps on the door. No traps on the door. Sweet. Uh, and so it, it is locked? It is locked. Okay. So can I just roll right into... Yeah, roll a uh, th- another thievery check to determine the uh, lockpicking. Oh. <laughs> Dang it. I rolled a 10. Plus? No, a total a of 10. A total of 10? A natural 3. All right, so you, you fiddle around with the lock. Don't set an alarm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dang <No>. it. <laughs> yeah, and you it's hear a <laughs> siren that's like... <laughs> no. It, <laughs> <laughs> Do no, I have me. a... Actually, the the pick um, does break the lock free, Ooh. and um, awesome. it it opens. Not my finest work. <laughs> also, please add thieves tools to your uh, character's gear tab. I didn't see that when we were. They should be. It's a rogue. I don't uh, want. I don't want good buddy Phil to email me and be like, "Did he pick that lock illegally?" <laughs> I'd have to admit my faults, which. I don't have that much time. And you can email us at rules.lawyer. <laughs> oh, at that's Dice right. Yes. Thank you very much, Mrs. Hoffman. Uh, I created an email address. It's rules.lawyer at diceofthunder.com because um, knowing how badly we've screwed this up is really important to me because I will yes. retcon everything and we will get this right because I love the rules of this game so much and I want to make sure that they are followed closely because it does give a a nice like i don't know i just i like it i like knowing that everything that we do in the game is above board and as it sits right now all of our characters are created following the rules all of this stuff has been built based in the rules of this game Uh, a lot of people spend a lot of time making sure that we can have fun in this arena i want to respect that so if you hear something that we did that's goofy and wrong and needs to be corrected it's rules lawyer at diceofthunder.com or you, know, you can message us on social media yeah. or whatever you hashtag actually yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> actually actually you have to use that actually. meme actually uh, we are on twitter we are on instagram we're not on facebook though because i i was told i wasn't allowed to set up a facebook because <laughs> only my grandma goes on facebook <laughs> exactly so if you're on Facebook right now, while you're also listening to this podcast, and I've just offended you, we appreciate you. I yeah, thanks subscribe. For, thanks Share. for listening. Follow us on uh, social other social media platforms. Change your life and do TikTok. <laughs> uh, okay, follow us on TikTok for nothing. We do have a TikTok. We do have a YouTube channel also. I should be TikToking right now. Uh, go ahead, man. Tickety tockety. Tickety tockety. All aboard the hype train. <laughs> choo choo. What are we waiting on? I have my thieves tools and I used them. We got in. So we're waiting on the GM to tell us what I, I like. <laughs> Jeez, I can't work. Like, call my agent. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was your agent. If I, if I peek my, like, I want to very quietly open the door so we can yeah. peek inside before okay. we just bum rush in there. So uh, let everybody else get in position behind Dar Nairu the way that you want to seal team six this building. Stack and, up, boys. Uh, Breach. So <laughs> you um, you crack open the put Cal all up in there behind that poor Kiki boo boo. Oh, everyone's chilling so far. Yeah, they're all me. way behind. Yeah. Like, first of all, go for it. You get stabbed by a giant spear right <laughs> exactly. in your face, and no one else takes any damage because you're all dead. No. Um, all right. So uh, you peek in the door and you you push it open. Do you want? Are you trying to open it silently? Yeah. All right. So. Why don't you give me a stealth check? Natural freaking 20. Let's go. Yes. Let's go. So 27 uh, total. So with barely a whisper, 
the the door opens. I'm waiting for you to. I WD forty the hinges as it feels it's like opening. a super loud door. Opening I do, sound but I don't, be hilarious. I do, but I don't want to. <laughs> no, now it's I, was, not funny. I, I had it ready if he don't rolled do like it. a two or something. It's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> so will you let him do his own noises? <laughs> Stop micromanaging. I'm trying to direct over. Your, it's awful. Um, <laughs> great, it's great. If you're still listening, we love you're you. You're doing a good job. Oh, so thank this you. door, <laughs> this door opens up. A scratched and stained round table stands surrounded by mismatched chairs in this cramped room. A series of tall cabinets lines the southern wall near a door to the west. The smell of fish emanates from one of the cabinets. A door on the north wall <sighs> leads to the teller stations. And just west, a pair of doors open onto two identical water closets, which is the fancy way of sailing the commode. The commode. And I, I realize that I need to... Delete. Show us a the map. Wall. There you go. Now hey, you okay. So there's there's nothing in this room, hmm. um, but it seems to be safe to enter. Yeah, there's nothing it does in seem here. safe to enter. There are there are some lockers in this room, right? Um, and um, what you what I do need everybody to do though is roll a perception check. So perception, Gil, is something that every single character has. It is a function of their ability to discern their surroundings. Some people are more perceptive than others, but it's basically all of the senses working together. Sight, sound, smell, um, everything. Taste and face. Taste, yeah. <laughs> Time, gravity. Luton got ten total. I rolled a nine. Ten, nine. Is anyone paying attention? Thirteen. Nope. Oh, boy. <laughs> got a oh, twenty-three. Twenty-three. Okay. All right. All right, you hear something on the other side of the door, and it makes a metallic like, clink, clank, clink, clank noise. And I guess we'll have to find out next week what it is. Oh, no! No! Tune in next day. Uh, Thank what? you, everybody, so much for listening to parts one and two yeah. of episode one, our first episode. Though This is great. Thank you to our GM yeah. for yeah. leading yeah. us through this adventure. We'll see you all next week. Dice of Thunder and the Dice of Thunder podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Dice of Thunder and the Dice of Thunder podcast are not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com.